I'm Scott Abraham from ABC7 in Washington, D.C. You know who it is. Travis Thomas Experience. This is Eric at home of Yahoo Sports. This is Mitch Tischler. This is Al Galdi, and you're listening to The Big Douglas Show. <laughs> Travel 30 a.m. Fox, Fox Sports joins us. Felix, that must be Bill Murray because Groundhog Day. Oh man, the more things change, the more things stay the same. You, you're absolutely right, brother. It is just it's I thought appalling how this the players change, but the situation stay the same. Uh, so does the staff. Yeah. So does the man. So does the management. Um, the owner is the only thing that stays the same. I feel like it's an easy out to blame him. I'm not sure in this situation it's fair. I'm I'm not on that Snyder blame train for this. Snyder's been more hands off over the last six or seven years, which is what fans wanted. So I don't see him being the issue or to blame in this situation. Now, I understand that we're in a full rebuild. We as a fan base have never fully been in what I would consider an absolute full rebuild. But it's hard with the messaging coming out of the front office uh, because they tell us that we're also in win-now mode. I'm not sure you can be in both, can you? I don't think you can. And that's that was my whole issue with what happened last week. You, It was priest from January when Coach Rivera was hired, that this is a rebuild. It's going to take a long time. We have to rebuild culture. You had the name issue. You have the front office sexual harassment issues. Like, it was going to be not fixing windows and doors and a couple of drywall in the house. We were flattening the house. And we were tearing down the foundation. And we were going brick by brick from the foundation up. And I don't see how you can do that and be a competitive team in this league. I, the, both can't be true. And so the messaging didn't add up to the decision-making. And that's I think that's where the disconnect is coming in with the fan base. Is leaks out of the building because we're losing? Because, again, people complain that the leaks were supposed to get fixed. Technically, the only people left are are, uh, Kyle Smith and the owner. So are the leaks from players that are still around? What what do you think on that? Because, I mean, this was something we definitely had hoped was going to change. Yeah, I I think some of them, the leaks are now are players. Before, there were certain people in that front office you could go to and hear everything that was popping, that was going to pop out. I think more now it's rumblings from players to certain media members that run with it. Um, I think that's where it's coming from, but losing always will be at that. We don't hear those stories out of the Patriots. You know, you don't hear those stories out of Kansas City. You don't hear those yep. stories out of Green Bay. Like Green Bay had a, has a frustrated quarterback. Who's, who's mad that they drafted another quarterback. But you don't hear a word about it because they're 4-0 on the field. That's right. I mean, it's it's just how that 
you, you don't you don't hear rumors coming out of Green Bay. It's just not how good organizations are run. Well, what does that say about ours? We're not a well-run organization, and it has not been for going on thirty years now. And the way the it was run in the eighties, it was tried to continue in the nineties, and the NFL model shifted. And the whole nineties was spent trying to catch up to what the league had did. And then when Snyder took over, it just went off a cliff. And it's always trying to jump levels. Like like you said earlier, we've never been in a rebuild. We haven't been in a rebuild since the early 80s. A true rebuild. Since Joe Gibbs' first yep. era, that was the last time he we went through an honest rebuild. And we keep, we'll say we're going to rebuild, and then we might have a fluke season here and there where we jump up and win nine wins or and happen to win the division, then all of a sudden, rebuild is thrown away because we're going to win now. It's only been five games in one of the weirdest seasons and preseasons we've ever had, but it's hard to get a bead on what it is that Ron Rivera is doing. Is that fair to him? I think, I think Rivera had a lot put on his shoulders, and – if it, it was one thing if it was just a team rebuild, but he had to bear the weight of the organization through some tough times this summer, this spring and summer. So those weighed on him. I think what would help him best is a true GM because we don't have a true GM. So he's doing some personnel things that I don't think he, he, he needs to be doing. Um, I think that would, would be the biggest the quickest and biggest fix for him is to get a general manager in here that can really deal with player personnel. Well, there are a lot of people that feel Kyle Smith can do that job and then he's not being the afforded the opportunity to. That And that, that right there is another organizational issue. If Kyle Smith is sitting here and he's, and he's acclaimed as a good talent um, scout, why not give him the reins and let, and let's, Rivera strictly deal with what's on the field because there's enough issues on what's on the field than him worrying about personnel. At least we have the president to deal um, to deal Jason Smith to deal with that side of it. But we have issues on the field. If if yesterday doesn't prove anything, it's it's a mess on the field. Awful. And awful. So, Worse than I think we had expected when I talked to you over the summer. Yes. Now, the season was actually going the route I thought it would go. I had predicted two and two for those first four games. I had, a, I had us beating Philly, which happened. I had us losing to the Cardinals, which happened. I had us beating the Browns, and that was the game that kind of um, where Hassan's men is in really was that Browns game. Um, I had us winning that, and then I had us losing to the Ravens. And had us a two and two, and then I had us losing to the Rams because I saw what the Rams were, and I had us a two and three. But I saw a, a decent stretch coming up, and that's what I think Coach Rivera seen. But things should have improved in certain areas. Everything is pretty much regressed. Everything. It's pretty much regressed. Like you would expect. Okay, we knew the secondary was 
an issue. The secondary hasn't gotten any better. It really hasn't gotten any worse, but it hasn't gotten any better. But our defensive line is not making the impact it was, and that shows credit to Ioannidis, really. Um, yes, it does. It, it shows how important Ioannidis is to this team. Um, the linebackers have not gotten better. Um, the offensive line had started getting better, but yesterday was that was that was almost hard to watch. Um, and, and and Donald's going to do that to a lot of people, and that's fair to say. But sixty-seven was awful. And listen, that's not his fault. He's not good enough. But what I'm curious about is it didn't take long to figure that out. They made no attempt to help him during that game. No. They they did not help. They did not leave him running back in the chip. The Rams just put five. They would send five people so you couldn't double. And so they got Aaron one-on-one. I mean, just like with any great player, you put them one-on-one, they're going to win. There's very few yep. people who are going to hold their own with Aaron Donald one-on-one. So it's not to beat up on Wes Martin, but you've got to help him. And all they did was occupy the other blockers so he could go one-on-one. And we didn't do – we didn't bootleg. We didn't didn't have a running back trip. We didn't have a tight end come across and scrape. We didn't do anything but straight drop backs. We didn't run the ball. I mean, how many runs do we have in the second half? How many – I'd love to know the numbers – if the number's out, I haven't seen it yet. I'd love to know how many runs – there were after the team took a one point lead in the second quarter because I bet you you can count them on one hand. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to pull that up because that is a, you you make a great point there. It I think it was try, run first down, pass pass, run first down, pass pass, run first down, pass pass, and that's literally how every sequence in the second half went. The article came out from uh, Les Carpenter in the post about Haskins work ethic. You are a writer. There's no way he writes that because it's his opinion. A lot of people were upset by it, but the fact is the post isn't publishing an article without the three sources it takes to put an article out. Isn't that true? Yes. Now everyone says there's media to have agendas. Everyone has a bias, but there are certain people and Les is one of these people He's he's gonna he's not reporting rumors, and he's not he's not gonna report conjecture. So there have been things about Haskins reading the playbook that, that was mentioned last year. I know um, Adrian Peterson had said some things to him about it last year, and so these these things are not out of the blue. These, I'm sorry, these things aren't inconceivable. So when he wrote that. It, it it was socially based, and I and I verified it myself. It's it's socially based. At he wasn't studying to the level that people thought he should have been studying it. And I want people to understand that it wasn't that he wasn't studying it. It was that it wasn't at the level that everyone will presume the number one quarterback would be doing. Both the other quarterbacks were in the building before him. Both of them stayed after. Uh, it so it, yes, it was not performance based. Although he hadn't played well, it was about reshaping the culture and attitude, and being the guy that everybody's supposed to be looking towards and reacting to. Right. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I think it's important to say over and over again that it wasn't a personal agenda. 
shoot, the coaches would have loved for him to play great, right? And be in the book all the time. That's what they want. Right. So it's it's he had Haskins has a prime example on how to be a professional in Alex Smith. If, if that's why the team is so high on Alex Smith, it's just the professionalism. And that more than anything needed to rub off on on Haskins. And maybe it still will, because it's still he's still 23. I mean, it's not like his career is over. He has to take the lump, take the hit, become better off the field so you can become better on the field. Because winning in this league is not winning on Sunday. The work is put in no. Monday through Saturday. So if you're not winning Monday through Saturday, you're not going to win on Sunday. I remember, I think it was one of the coaches for Dallas at some point, the head coach right after Jerry Jones said, we pay you to practice during the week. You play for free on Sundays because you love it. Yeah. Um, and, and it was obvious that he was not putting in the work during the week. I also found it interesting that when Shanahan was on with Kevin Sheehan that early morning before they had benched him, they were talking about potential benchings and when you go to Kyle Allen. And Shanahan said if, if, they, if they bench him this early, it won't be performance-based. I think a lot of people had narratives about the performance, about the, the race of the quarterback. Yeah. And in the end, he, he didn't play well and he didn't prepare yeah, well. Yeah, and, that, and that's what it comes down to. Like, I saw some names of Tack and Coach Rivera, and I'm like, that's not the case. The coach just, just had Cam Newton for eight, nine years in Carolina. Like, that's not, that's, that's, right. not the, that's not the issue. The issue is he didn't put in the work off the field. And when you're trying to build a culture, if you make the example out of the person who's supposed to be the leader. If he, if you check him, everyone up person player number fifty two and fifty three on that roster know, hey, I've got to do, I've got to step it up. And he did, and he did sit Cam in Carolina for maturity. Yeah. And that's the MVP. I mean, that's the MVP quarterback. That's right. That went to his Super Bowl. Yep. What's going on with the offensive coordinator? This is that is Scott Turner's fifth game, fifth game calling an offense, and it looks like it. the The good play callers, the natural play callers, set up plays for later on down the road. And the Rams have two very good play callers in head coach um, Sean McVay and Kevin O'Connell, who's now the offensive coordinator over there. They were setting the Rams were just setting up plays left and right, and they had they had a plan to attack. Scott Turner has not figured out how to attack a defense's weakness. That is the biggest difference. He just doesn't see, okay, um, this team's weakness is the linebackers, they, their vision. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a lot of screens. I'm going to do a lot of cross so, so have their eyes going left and right. We don't do that. So it's, it's he's trying to learn how to call plays in a game this the the attack hasn't been set up yet and that's probably the biggest issue with scott turner is he saw some things sunday where i can't really throw the ball down the field i just don't have we just don't we're just not gonna it's not gonna happen the rams are just gonna tear tear us up so i've got to throw the ball quick but once the defense knows you're not throwing it deep they're all gonna stand five yards off the ball 
Yes, they they had uh, bracketed Thomas, and for whatever that's worth, <laughs> I think he got two targets. They did the same thing with McLaurin, and, and basically said, "Go ahead and throw it to the running backs." And teams are going to do that all year. Yeah, a good defense is going to do that. And they literally took, and the reason they took Thomas away is not that he's this amazing talent. They know that he's going to get those throws. So if you take away Read A and Read B, which is McLaurin and Thomas, now. Okay, you can get this flip pass out to the to the running back or rally and tackle. It's it they didn't even have Jalen Ramsey following McLaurin. Like if you didn't uh no, no they didn't. And and apparently he hasn't. Yeah, so I mean, you know, you you get it where the Ravens didn't follow McLaurin either. They they allowed him to go underneath, and that's what Haskins did. He threw underneath, they had a couple of drives. But they were betting on you're not going to be patient enough to do this all game. Now, in fairness, the first quarter and a half was looking pretty good for Allen. I thought he did some nice things. He's faster, quicker than I realized he was. Uh, And so, in fairness, I thought they did have something going. But, again, why they got out of the run game, I just – don't understand, but particularly when it was obvious that the offensive line was not going to give them enough time to set plays up and take deep shots down the field or really complete much. I of mean, anything. literally, Washington had 14 running attempts yesterday. You can't, you're not going to win games okay, with 14 attempts. This is not the Big 12 in college. No. You're just not, it's, you're, you're, heck, even they, they run 20 times a game. You're not going to get 14 runs okay. and win a game. And they were only down ten at halftime, if I recall. Right, it was twenty to ten. I mean, it was not. It was not a blowout. That's and, right. And it was it, to 10. So again, I, I don't understand. It was twenty it. to ten through three quarters. Actually, the Rams get one field goal, right. so it was still a two touchdown game, and in the rain. With the third string quarterback, that I hats off to him, but I just never in my wildest dreams thought he'd ever play football again. Certainly not for this franchise, and and frankly, Felix. That's an indictment on the front office, right? I mean, and how they've handled the quarterback position that five weeks into a season, you've got a guy playing that hadn't seen the field in two years because he almost lost his leg. It, I, the last time I flinched watching football, I was playing football. And I was a scared, I was a scared sophomore on a football field. That was the last time I flinched on a football field. I literally was flinching those first few plays with Alex out there. But you're right. It's a full indictment on the franchise that he went down in 2018. And then in 2020, we've made no progression on the quarterback position. None. The two running, the two running backs that play for us are converted wide receivers. Exactly. It's, it's, it's boggling that two years, there's almost two full calendar years since that happened. And let's see, how many quarterbacks have we started? Um, uh, Colt McCoy, Josh Johnson, Matt Spencer, uh, Chase Keenum, Check. Allen. Check this. I saw I saw this today. McLaurin has already had five different quarterbacks throw him the that ball. Is, that, is, that is astounding for a kid who's just played, what, his 21st NFL game? 21 games. That's right. It's incredible. And – it's, it's incredible. It, you, and, and I get the fan base's angst because you see teams – I mean, Patrick Mahomes don't walk through the door every day. 
But you'll see a team like the Chargers. They drafted Justin Herbert. Herbert looks great. They might be losing, but Herbert looks like a quarterback. Joe Burrow. Cincinnati might be losing. Got points. But Joe Burrow looks like a quarterback. Like, Right. And they're all putting up 30 right. points a game. Everybody in the league's putting up 30. And we can't sniff 20. Yeah. Would we score 27 the first week? And we haven't seen that since? No. No. No, we haven't. Uh, the defense gives up 30 points a game. I've never seen anything like it. Four games in a row, 30 points They each game. I think I saw last year they had given up eight in an entirety and never four in a row. It, it, last year, I would say the coaching, the schemes were bad. Not necessarily the coaching, but the scheming was bad. This year, it's just, I don't know. Like, they'll they'll have times when they look very good. Like, just take the third quarter yesterday. They look good in the third quarter. They were fast to the ball. They made plays, got an interception. But then there are other times where they're just in la-la land. And it's inconceivable. I mean, the Cardinals put up 30. The Browns put up 34. The Ravens put up 31. The Rams put up 30. That's not winning football. And I get those are good offenses, but that's right. I mean, I get it, but come on. And – Please, somebody have to explain to me why you would ever have Landon Collins in the deep half of the field. I understand he took the wrong angle, whatever. That's that's on them. I mean, why would you have a – he's a box safety. He Everybody is. knows that. I don't care he's what he's not, He's never going to be a back-end cover two sort of guy. So the Rams knew that, and they were like, okay, we're going we're gonna to go after him. Everyone's like – you know, everyone's been battering Aki. Aki's been not great, not good at all. But Landon has been, I believe, the worst on this defense. And especially when you're the top paid payer on defense. You're, you're making $84 million to miss angles. And by that, by that standard, it's just, it's just a trickle-down effect. Like, I saw two players that hustled and gave me and played effort on defense the whole game. Montez Sweat and Chase Young. Montez Sweat has proven yep. to be – he is the best guy on the defense right now. And that play I where agree. he ran past Landon to get the running back was 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 everything I needed to see out of him, was the effort. He's got the longest – he's got the longest arms oh, yeah. I've it's, ever seen. It's, he's, he's definitely a basketball player. I think um, Kawhi Leonard, I always said, had the longest arms, but – Sweat's arms are, are just, I mean, what was it, go-go gadget, stretch Armstrong? I mean. <laughs> yeah, he he reached that running back. I never thought he had any chance but that, to get there. But just that effort on that play, it just proved, you know, that yeah. that's fine. But you got to see that from everybody. Like, you saw the Rams. I mean, they're it's not just one person making a tackle. It's four. And two of them are standing right there. And it felt, and it felt like that. And it felt like that week one. Yeah, it hadn't felt like yeah. that since week one. Everybody was flying around, and even even when they made mistakes, because there was a couple of mistakes on that, they were still flying. And anybody, any defensive coordinator is going to take players who fly around. But it's just it's we play so it seems like we're so passive and reactionary on defense instead of attacking. And we were attacking. When we, 
Now, is that a product? Is that a product of just being on the field so much? They may have been worn down a bit because I know the Rams sustain some drives and the Ravens sustain some drives, and the ability of the offense not to sustain drives it it hurts them, but it also puts puts them just the number of plays they see. So even if you stop them, the coordinator is seeing okay, I can get them on this series, and they come back and get them. It's time to start talking about Bostic. He's not been great recently. Um, if you notice, Tom, and I, maybe we just don't have anybody better. I, I, I don't know. Thomas Davis got some more snaps. He's he's near the end of his run. Yes, he did. But he he still knows football. Um, Bostic hasn't been great. Pierre Lewis hasn't been great either. Like um, yep, Holcomb, Holcomb right. is injured. Um, Sean Deion Helton's not really getting much burn. I mean, he must make somebody yeah. angry. So, I mean, we're down to Hudson, who's only been playing special teams. I mean, yeah, they gave they gave Everett a lot of snaps for Troy Apke the, uh, yesterday. Yeah, they, too, which I, think I, I think I saw a breakdown. Apke got about seventy percent. Um, Everett got about thirty. So they were working him in, but I saw him more on obvious run run series rundowns. And Apke more on pass downs. That was just that was just a quick observation, but I I see them trying. Like even Cameron Curl, he had he had probably had his worst game. They attacked him, but I mean, you're asking him to. Yes, he was up over thirty snaps. Uh, yeah, he's been playing in the base nickel, and what's happening is, more yeah, Moreland's not getting those snaps that he used to get right. because um, you got Darby and. Darby and Fuller on the outside, and now Curl, Curl's coming in. So that means Moreland's not seeing the field as much, which is a soccer to me. In the summer, we in the summer we had talked about a scenario where maybe Darby's on one side, Moreau's on the other side, and then Fuller kicks into nickel. Well, uh, Moreau must have made somebody mad too because they got him in yeah, witness he, protection. He had that – the last time I remember seeing Moreau on the field was that – Fake punt that the Ravens did. That was on him. They ran a they ran well, an in route on him. That, that was, was him. that was the last time I remember seeing him on the field. And he's been buried behind Darby and Fuller. And Moreland gets out there before um, Moreau does. So I I don't know. Like the second the corners are just weird. Like Darby is fully entrenched, and he made a couple good plays yesterday. Um, Fuller is entrenched, and he made the he had the interception. But after that, I mean, Curl's getting the nickel snap. And it's – yes. And, of course, it's crazy because that first game, Moreau has the interception. I think he had four pass breakups through the first two games. And then as soon as Fuller's healthy again, nothing. Uh, and I get they like Fuller outside, but it just surprises me. If it was me, I'd be trying to get the best three defensive backs out there. Right. Whatever and that took. What it tells me is they, they think that's the best they got and everyone's down on Apke, but they don't they don't trust Everett and they don't see a corner right now on the roster who can go back there and play free safety. Because it's everyone assumes, oh, he's a corner and just moving back to free safety. Is that it's not that. It's a different read. It's a different reaction. It's it's different just in general. So that's they, they might be playing the best they have right now. And 
it's it's a downside right now, but you know, going into the offseason, this is what we've got to replace. And they have the ability to do that. They gotta replace they gotta replace a whole lot of them. Yeah, we were talking about it and then that Prescott had that unfortunate injury because we were thinking, you know, hey, if they go to free agent play for a quarterback, you sign him. If the Cowboys don't want to give up the money, we have over $100 million. Then you can draft that line, offensive line, and those offensive weapons. Yeah, that, that that's me going forward for sure. I would find a nice uh, Dak Prescott-type free agent, uh, Matthew Stafford-type, a Matt Ryan, to get me two years to build. Unless I'm going number one and can get Trevor Lawrence, I mean, that's the only way that I would entertain quarterback in the draft. Exactly. That's, that's my exact thinking. Unless we're sitting at one, which I don't think we will, I think the Jets are just – they're a mess. And the Giants played admirably, but I don't know. But I don't see us picking one. But I, that would be my thing. If, if we don't draft an offensive tackle or the top receiver in this draft, then we're doing something wrong. We have we are we are a couple of years away, so I wouldn't want to bring a draft a quarterback first round and then you don't have a line to hold them up. Like we got to wait, we got to see yep. if Charles That's is going to be all right because hopefully he's healthy and he can play. And how close is he to being I healthy? I think he's close. Um, they want to take their time because they know he. They know he's for down the road and for the future, so they just don't want to rush him out here. So I think he's close, though, because I think he would be a big help. He's a natural tackle, and his athleticism would be great. And then maybe Christian goes the route that Flowers did last year, and you kick him inside because Flowers thrived on the inside. You never thought you would say this, but we miss Flowers tremendously. We miss Flowers. No doubt. Just imagine if we had Flowers at left guard. And in fairness to the front office, they tried to sign him. And and a lot of people think they should have given him more money. In the end, he's from Miami and wanted to go home. It was never about the money. It wasn't wasn't that. Some people were like, they cheesecake him. They gave him a great offer. Sometimes people just want to go play at home. I mean, you you can't fault the man for that. That's right. Well, we've got two or three games in the division. I'm sure lots of fans are thinking Giants are more than winnable. I'm sure Giants fans are thinking Washington football team is more than winnable. What do you think happens the next three games? I see Washington winning one of the next two. Which one of those two? I I don't know. Um, The Giants play probably – well, they play two good weeks in a row. Because last week they only they only gave up seventeen to the Rams, at in, in LA they only get the Rams got seventeen points on them. That's right. And then last that, and then last and then yesterday they played a great game against the Cowboys. I mean they gave it all. So do they have the letdown, or do they play that way and beat us uh, while we're in flux? And then the Cowboys now with the injury to Prescott, you have a very capable um, backup in. Andy Dalton, but he's not the mobile threat that 
Prescott is. So now that feeds better into Washington's hands because the quarterback's going to be a stationary target. So one of those two games is going to go Washington's way. Now, I don't have – I cannot tell you right now which one of those it'll be. Uh, yeah, I, I think at this point one is probably all you can hope for. Which which game uh, we play the Giants at home we're, first or at home first? They're in, they're in New York, and then they'll be home for Dallas. Okay, so winning that first Giants game would be huge to the yeah, progress because of the, next the Cowboys three. have another tough game this week. I think they have Green Bay, and Green Bay is Green Bay is a monster right now. So I fully expect Green Bay to win that game. No, they play the. No, they play the Cardinals. Excuse me. I'm sorry. They play the Cardinals. So that's a winnable game for, for Dallas. But all their games have been winnable. Um, but, no, I see the better chance is still with them beating the Giants. I still think the better chance is with the Giants versus the Cowboys because the Cowboys' offense is still. Uh, Andy Dalton he can play. It, it can play. Has- There's no doubt. I mean, he's not, he's not better than Dak. I'm not suggesting that. They're – Beside the fact they're two different QBs, but you could do a whole lot worse oh, than oh, trotting Andy Dalton out not, there. That's definitely true, and they know it. And he has three capable receivers, three. And so it's hard to you key in on Cooper. You got Gallup and you got CD Lamb, who's improving by the day. So it's really, you know, so it's really not, you know, you can't really double everybody. They don't really have a tight end, but then yeah. they still have Zeke back there. So, you know, you drop too many backs, Zeke will run it, up, yep. run it down your throat. You got to be careful. Felix, I appreciate you hopping on with us today. What you yeah, got coming um, up? Anything? I will have a sit-down with Scott Turner coming up this week um, just to talk about offensive stuff. Um, nice. See where his mindset's at. You know, um, we we judge for the outside, but he he, he practices. And he, he has some play – you don't become an NFL offensive coordinator without some talent. So he has some talent. So I'm, I'm, I want to pick his brain, see where his styles are coming from, so we can kind of get a gist of where he's going. So that's coming up. Um, but other than that, just maintaining. Hopefully, it's a calm week in Ashburn, which I think all of us would take right now. No doubt. All right. Well, we'll look forward to that um, interview with uh, Scott Turner. So. Felix Trevor, everybody, appreciate you.